So we are now going through a very interesting moment in our American history, and that is uh, that there is an audit now going on in, in Maricopa County um, in Arizona. Maricopa County is the one with Phoenix, obviously the biggest county there, and they are doing a huge audit of the election results of November 2020. And it's, it's very interesting, Ari, because we... I, I was going to say that I have mixed feelings, but actually I don't have mixed feelings. I, I'm actually very pleased about this, not just because, you know, if you imagine me thinking, oh, okay, we're going to show them, we're going to reveal the, the fraud that, that occurred. Uh, you know, that's possible. But on the contrary, I, I almost don't want there to be any finding of fraud. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be precisely, um, you know, to the exact same number that was reported. It can't be, right, when you're talking about so many millions of votes. Uh, but... If it's only a difference of uh, 500 votes, let's say, uh, and that would have no impact whatsoever on the ultimate uh, uh, choice of the electoral votes, well then, okay, then I'm actually kind of happy. And the reason for that is that it means that we have a fighting chance that the election was fair, at least in Arizona. And uh, we have a fighting chance when it comes to 2024 and, of course, before that next year in 2022. Uh, so that's good, right? I mean, it's healthy for us to go through this process. Another reason why I like it is that um, the audit is being conducted very transparently with the Republicans allowing for cameras everywhere so that people can see what's what. Uh, unlike a certain uh, political party that operated during the November 2020 election where they were holding up cardboards and everything else. So that's, that's the big deal. Um, and, and I like that. That, that gives, us, gives us bragging rights uh, to be able to say, look how transparent we were. And, you know, it's a talking point for us. Maybe they won't listen to us, but by golly, we have that talking point. Now, if, however, it shows that there were uh, incredible uh, moments of corruption and fraud, and it would have affected the outcome of the election, at least in Arizona, and the electoral votes that were cast for Biden versus Trump, then you may think to yourself, well, what's the big, the big whoop? Because, you know, he, he still, he, meaning Biden, still would have won the presidency even if Arizona had flipped to Trump. Uh, that's not the point. We, we understand that, of course. It's not just a simple math issue here. What will happen is that it will then galvanize other people, at least the conservatives in other uh, formerly battleground states like Georgia and uh, Michigan and so forth, to say, whoa, if, it, if this happened in Arizona, it is highly likely that something like this happened in Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, Florida, uh, not Florida, um, uh, whatever. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, right, thank you. Yeah, so th these are the, um, and it will have a very momentous effect. Uh, and it will create a a concern among the American electorate to say, look, they, they, these, these Republicans were not so crazy to say that this was a fraudulent election. It certainly was in, in Arizona. So it's, it's good either way, is what I'm trying to say. And I don't know which one, where I want it to fall. I, I, I want to, let's put it this way, I want the chips to fall where they may. How about that? And either way, it's good for us. Either way, uh, because if it, is, if it does turn out that Arizona was corrupt and fraudulent and such, 
and there are many fraudulent votes associated with it. Okay, well, that, that's good for our de democracy, our republic, that we expose this, and it creates a demand for greater election integrity. That's very healthy for us. And it if it turns out that, that it was very solid, that there was no meaningful fraud whatsoever, that's good too. I'm happy about that. One way or the other, it's like an IRS audit. You, you know, you, you want to know that, that it was legit. Anyway, I think we're, we're good on that. But anyway, I'm kind of excited about this. I guess we'll have the final results in five weeks from the date of this podcast, more or less. Uh, should be very interesting to see how it plays out. We'll see. We'll just have to see. Um, now, as of yesterday, we had this, uh, not the State of the Union, but a joint address to Congress, finally, by President Asterix Biden, uh, going to now to the joint houses, right? So the Senate and to the House of Representatives. It was a limited uh, capacity crowd because of COVID. I, I get that. Uh, behind uh, Biden was um, Pelosi, of course, and then Vice President Harris. Uh, I should say Vice President Asterix Harris. Vice, Pre Vice President um, Joke. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. But look, we could we could. Part, it was so boring. Uh, I mean, look, when I when I am concerned about my kids doing something bad uh, and I don't like what they're doing, I'll say, "Listen, I'm going to make you listen to a, a Joe Biden speech." Okay, I'll be good, Dad. I'll be good. Okay, let's not have that happen again. All right. Anyway, so I, we could parse this speech out. I, it was just too boring. It was full of platitudes that meant nothing, that go nowhere. Um, and it said a lot of things that are just absurd. I mean, it's, it's all about just throwing a lot of money and such like that. But there was one part of the speech I want, wanted to play for you and then discuss. So this is about his analysis, as it were, of the January uh, 6th uh, incursion into the Capitol. So here you go. The insurrection was an existential crisis, a test of whether our democracy could survive, and it did. But the struggle is far from over. All right, so you, you get the point here. That was a very uh, telltale moment. I wouldn't say meaningful, but a telltale moment for me because for him and for the Democrat Party, they looked to the uh, invasion, the incursion. I call it the incursion. Trespassing. The, the trespass. Um, but a couple of schmucks went into the Capitol uh, without any serious violence of any kind other than the, the policeman who shot one of the protesters, right? It was otherwise organized and such. I'm not going to get into that, the details of it. They make it so, such a big to-do, uh, and as if that was a threat to democracy itself, as if people were about to take over the government and uh, install a new fascistic dictator, whether that would be with Trump or somebody else. Uh, this is their talking point, and this is how they carry it through. No, this, my friends, this was not a test of our democracy. Our democracy should not be based upon whether or not enough cops are there to stop a, a regular crowd. Where, in, in what way do you think anyone was going to take over the government? Did, they didn't have any capacity. They didn't even have any guns to, to, uh, to, do, to effectuate anything. But this is their talking point. I get it. At the same time, it shows how weak their arguments are and how false their arguments are. You need to see through this. 
Now, in the meantime, they talk about threats to democracy, and yet they're the ones engaging in all of these threats to democracy, specifically uh, trying to undo the police force. That is a threat to democracy. Specifically trying to undermine the military. That is a threat to democracy. Mass vaccinations and masks. Yeah. I mean, that is a threat. Whatever happened to my body, my choice, you know, right? Then the, um, and not just the police, not just the COVID, uh, but also the threat to uh, our religion um, and the rights to exercise all that. Right, so that that's a threat to our democracy because religion, I I say, is a core aspect of our republic, um, and then uh, changing the laws um, in such a way to to not not just not enforce them, but when it comes to sentencing and otherwise, uh, we are simply not engaging in the enforcement of regular old laws, not just speeding laws. I'm talking about not just criminal laws, but also civil laws, where poor men. Uh, get favored and rich men get disfavored, or vice versa. And we have no confidence in our judiciary. That is a threat to our democracy. Yeah, or, or the equity thing, where people of a certain skin color get certain benefits at the expense of others of a different skin color. The Sneetch's star belly versus non-star belly concept, and the idea of equity rather than equality. For those of you not versed in what the word equity means when you hear it, is it literally means retribution. Yeah. Where instead of having equality, where we're all born equal under the law by the grace of God and we're judged by the uh, quality of our character rather than the color of our skin, we are now punished for the color of our skin or, or uh, <clears throat> elevated because of the color of our skin because of equity. And the equity is done in a way that's always re re um, uh, retrib retributive. Is that, would that be the word? Yeah, retributive. Where, re retributive where to... Uh, in their philosophy, and it's nonsense, to right past wrongs and counter white privilege. So the white person will now be oppressed for the sake of equity, and the black criminal is a, is a micro example, is elevated. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, ultimately, what we're talking about is mobocracy, if, if that is a word too. But it's the, the power of the mob and the rule of the mob, uh, which we've learned about, uh, we should have learned about through the French Revolution and many other uh, places in the world where they, the mob ultimately took over. And it's not a pretty picture. We know that. Um, and what we are doing now is appealing to the mob. And that is the biggest, biggest threat to our society. And we don't realize that all we are doing, and all those things that we just mentioned about, it's some sort of a deference an appeasement to a mob mentality. Maybe they're not all surrounding your building or your house with pitchforks and such, and, and um, what do you call it, flames and whatever, torches, torches, torches right. Pitchforks. pitchforks and torches. Maybe they're not doing that, but they are doing that figuratively and metaphorically by threatening uh, via Twitter and Facebook to try yeah, to cancel you and to otherwise, yeah, yeah. digitally. And that, that is, uh, so, so a judge is ruling in the way that he or she will, uh, with concern about how he or she will be perceived and perhaps canceled. So it's so much easier to go through the path of least resistance, and that's what it is with, with, when appealing to the mob. Now, uh, this, comes, this leads us, ultimately, to the most important aspect of this podcast today. Here, here it is. Will we ever be able to go back 
to a time where this mob mentality, this wokeism goes away, right? I mean, that's a fair question. Is this just a, a, a mad fad of some kind? Uh, with the homelessness as well and the transgender stuff going on and the he-she pronoun issues and, and all that stuff. Will there be a time... In other words, in, in the year 2030, will we look back on the 20s and say, wow, that we really kind of went a little crazy there and now, thank goodness, we're back to respecting the law. Uh, you know, men are men, women are women. Uh, we appreciate marriage. Um, Polyamory is not a thing anymore. Uh, we're not encouraging uh, wokeism. Uh, you know, is is that our future? Where we simply say, will this be kind of packaged in time and and tucked away as a moment in history, as opposed to, to this actually moving forward and becoming even more of a woke culture and such? And here's the answer. And it's screaming at me. If it's not screaming at you. It's going to get worse. It's going to continue to get worse. It will not revert back. The notion of white privilege will continue to gain legs, uh, to get get traction. It will get legs and get traction. Uh, It will continue in the way of dismantling all the uh, infrastructure that we believe in, whether it's math, uh, grammar, uh, the movies. Time. Time itself, right? Um, the uh, notion of, uh, of, of merit and success, certainly capitalism itself. These things are going to continue along their present merry path, for sure. And for, as a cultural reference point, look at the nation of Iran in 1979. I'm sure so many citizens of Iran, six months after the insanity of the overthrow of the Shah and the ascendancy of Ayatollah Khomeini happened, thought to themselves, when are we going to take off these hijabs? When are we going to stop this madness? When are we going to stop this religious, theocratic pursuit of this nonsense that's very similar in, in particular to the two pillars that we're experiencing today in America, wokeism and the mask mandate? I mean, the mask, I, I call it a kami hijab. And it's exactly the same as the hijab that was enforced in Iran. And I'm sure the Iranian people at the time were thinking we were a, an advanced country six months before. When are people going to take these things off in mass? Yeah. And, and the, 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 I, I ask myself, when I go into Costco or Whole Foods, when are these women, when are these men going to take these things off in, in, in aggregate? And they're not. Yeah, so that is a good uh, metaphor, the, the masks in terms of when, when is this going to end, the COVID crisis, uh, so, so-called. It's a crisis of our own making, of course. Uh, but it is is a microcosm. Obviously, at some point, people will start walking around without masks. Uh, but it's, you know, when, when it first started, I guess, in May or so of last year, 2020, we thought, okay, well, this will last for a couple months, maybe. And but, but, but now here we are, approaching May of 2021, and people are still wear, wearing masks even outside, uh, even more ridiculously so on the uh, trails and, and in the cars and such like that. So, we, we know something is absurd here, and it's it, this absurdity will continue. I don't know exactly when it will end. I think it will it will end eventually, but it wouldn't surprise me, Ari, at this point, if you were to show me a crystal ball to say that 
the vast majority of people will be not wearing masks only in 2024, let's say, if you had said that. I, I wouldn't be surprised even 2025 somehow. But my hope is that it'll be in the summer because summer tends to have a, a much more reduced effect when it comes to masks. I think people will get tired of it. More states will be like Florida. Uh, more states will finally open up because, you know, it, it, there'll be a kind of a momentum that builds up. But more we'll children will collapse from oxygen depletion, like that child who collapsed in Oregon. Things will be more and more ridiculous, like wearing them when you exercise mandated. Okay, and, but, 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 but that's not, okay, I don't want to drill down too much on that. So my point is that it's, it is a good metaphor. Your point is that it's going to get worse before it gets better. I don't think it's going to get better. That's my point. Yeah. That's, that's the scary part of this podcast. I, I don't think it can get better. Uh, there is one solution. I'll get to that in a moment where it can get better. But expecting this to get better is like taking... Uh, there's so many metaphors I can come up with, but I'll come up with the first one that comes to mind. You know, when you were a little kid and you uh, played with Play-Doh, right? There were, were different colors. There was the yellow, the red, the blue, the green, and so on like that. And at some point you thought to yourself, this will be fun to mash them up and to make them one big ball, right? And you mash them up and eventually uh, it becomes this brown color, right? And then you say to yourself, well, okay, I want it to be like it was before. I want my red ball. I want my green ball. I want my blue ball. Uh, good luck. Okay? It, it's not going to... It, it's as hard as that. That's how hard it's going to be. Like that. When you release the... You said when you release the feathers from the pillows. Yeah. Remember that one? Well, yeah. Th that would be easier. A lot easier. Uh, to get Because at least there's a chance. Uh, you just get a whole bunch of people that, that will get the feathers, and you may not get all the feathers, but you'll have enough to make a pillow again. Uh, anyway, the, the point is that uh, we will have a very tough time getting this uh, culture back together again. And, and the reason why it's going to be very difficult and why it will not happen um, is because there's uh, once the dismantling starts, it's the unraveling. Think of any other metaphor that comes to mind, but you know it's like uh, you know an iceberg that melts. It's not going to come back to the to the iceberg shape that it once was. It just can't do it. And there's a momentum that's developing that we don't realize that the reason why we have civilization as we've appreciated it in the first place is because. A, a true love of not only our rights and such, but that they came from God. That's it. Had it never been that we believed that our rights came from God and our notion of liberty comes from God, then, then we would never have the America that we so enjoy now and that we are now attacking. But nevertheless, uh, the, one, the America about which they speak from both sides of their mouths. One is that America is the strongest country and uh, we are a rich nation and we have the greatest freedoms and people are coming to us because we are so free and they should enjoy the benefits of our country. This is the Democrat uh, uh, talking points, of course. Yeah. Uh, and and, and they would, you know, we should allow them to enjoy the, the benefits of America because we are such a great nation. We are better than this and all that stuff, all that lingo that they use, right? Yeah. And on the other hand, 
they say we're the most racist country that ever lived. We are, we are founded upon slavery. Every other country is better than us. And we're setting the world on fire with our, with our greed and pollution yeah. and our inequality. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's exactly the, So they talk out of both sides of the mouth. But the point is, this great country of ours, whether, whether you like it or not, the reason why it is a great country and why it became a great country is because of our foundation in God. That's it. Every other country, European country, had abandoned God one way or the other or did not take God very seriously. We Americans took God very seriously. We, we felt that uh, man is uh, you know, it, it created in the image of God and that the rights we have come to us from God. They are inherent within each of us, which was a very novel concept at the time. Um, and as a consequence, that notion of liberty spread throughout the world. But no, somehow we're still the worst country ever. It's, it's very weird. So now, look, at some point, there was an unraveling. And that un- unraveling, to my mind, started in the 50s and the late 50s, and then especially in the 60s, with the dismantling of God, where we said that there is a separation of church and state, uh, that there should not be a, a pledge. Of, it's not, I'm sorry, we, we should not say under God, no prayer in school. Um, and this elevation of atheism, this elevation at least of godlessness, and that God is, has no purpose in our government. Yeah, we're Never mind that, government, that, that God is, is what informs our government. Never mind that uh, every courthouse uh, prior to the 60s and 70s and 80s would have either Ten Commandments or something religious uh, in deference to God. Never mind that there were huge crosses that celebrated uh, the strength and valor of our veterans. Never mind about all those things. And the missions uh, and the missionaries who created such great uh, strength for our states, especially in California, um, and, and gave such solace and comfort and strength to so many people. It, 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 they are part and parcel. You don't have to like it, but you do have to respect the fact that this country would not be America without God, without Christianity in particular. We are a Christian nation. And I say this as, as a, a devout Jew. We, we were a Christian nation. I think we are less and less so. But it is, it is palpably tragic that we have lost God. And so when you take God out of the equation, like taking out the glue of, uh, of any edifice or the nails and the, the cementing of, of any building, you take that out, soon enough that building is going to collapse. You just simply can't expect the building to stay. And for, for any of we conservatives to expect that somehow we're going to go back to a culture, without God, by the way, where there's going to be respect for authority, respect for the police, uh, an understanding of, uh, among the, the left and otherwise that um, everyone is equal and should be valued, uh, valued on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. You, you really think that's going to happen? And loved by each other as we look on each other as all sons and daughters of God. Yeah. If you think that's going to happen, you're a fool. Really. Uh, look, I, I see it very plainly, and I, and I have the curse. It is a curse of simply 
I don't want to say I'm being I'm right all the time, but but my predictions come true because they're not in my mind they're very obvious. They're very obvious. We we talked about what would happen when gay marriage would be accepted, which has no constitutional foundation, and yet the Supreme Court still said that there was it was constitutionally mandated. A conservative Supreme Court, by the way, right? That, yeah, yeah. Of all things. So, yeah, exactly. And but but then we said this is going to lead to X, Y, and Z, including uh, polyamory, po- uh, poly- polygamy, for that matter, but polyamory in particular. Uh, and the destruction of the male-female distinction, and that's exactly what has happened. And some dude in in uh, your uh, in a restroom with your daughter, and the destruction of female sports. I mean, it's it's been the this is not hyperbolic. It's been the greatest attack on the civil rights of girls and women, probably since the suffragette movement. Right. Well, it also has been attack on those who are faithful, who have religion. For example, the baker who refused to bake a cake to celebrate either the gay marriage and then subsequently the transgender uh, decision of, of one person. And, uh, and he was ruined. I mean, he's been, he's been bankrupted by all the attacks uh, by many people who keep on suing him because they know it's going to destroy him. And they want to send out the signal, don't mess with us, with our agenda at the very least. So it is the, the ruin of America. You take out God and God will be attacked. That's as simple as that. And we, we Christians, we, we devout Jews, uh, we don't know how to fight back. We don't. We are under a, an incredible assault right now. And we don't realize. We're, hope is not a strategy. We are hoping things will get better. better. They won't. They simply cannot. So what is the ultimate tactic and strategy? All right, to get back to the days of, uh, even just to get back to the days of uh, 2017, 2018, yeah. right? Uh, the only way to get back at this point is to bring back the notion that God is important. You don't have to believe in God. I'm not asking you to believe in God. I'm not even asking you to go to church over and over again every Sunday. I am asking, however, for you to respect the role of God in America and civilization for that matter. Look, I, I, I don't make sweaters, right? I don't make clothes, but I respect the fact that there are people who make clothes and sweaters and, and, and shoes and all that stuff. I, I don't make buildings. I'm not a contractor, but I respect the fact that there are contractors out there who make buildings and, and we need them. And we're and, in one now and we're glad it works. Yeah, we're exactly right. I, I don't make computers. I don't make phones. I don't make TVs. I, I, you know, I don't make airplanes, but they, they do it. Okay. I, I mean, that's their thing. And we need people to do that. I, I'm not a garbage man, but we need people who, who do sanitation. Right? I mean, it's too obvious. I, I'm not a plumber, I, I, electrician, all those things, but we rely on those things. And likewise, likewise, the most important profession, as it were, of them all is this God guy. You don't have to, you know, follow him. You don't have to, but you do have to respect him. You have to respect the fact that he is the one who created our civilization. The but for the centrality of God in our civilization, at least in the year 1776, and thereafter, <clears throat> throughout the 1800s and 1900s, God was the reason why we propelled as a civilization. And when we lapsed, it was because of lapses in our connection with the Creator. Right. Well, at this point, we are 
I think, at a point of no return unless we recognize, we diagnose the correct reason why we are falling apart. This is, this is very, very important. I mean, this is beyond Giuliani, for example, because Giuliani, we can, I always like talking about him because he was able to diagnose what's happening. But he lived in a, in a microcosm called New York City where the mafia had taken over, where they had corrupted the police so badly. So the response to it was the correct response. <clears throat> uh, get rid of the mafia, fire the entire police force, uh, and then enforce laws that had not been enforced. Right? But, but God was not part of the equation in that. It didn't have to be part of the equation because it was relatively easy. God was still in the equation in the early 90s. We still had a sense that God was important to our civilization back then, even though it was beginning to, to run slipshod. But so his answer was a simple one. It was hard work, I think, but nevertheless, he succeeded in turning things around in New York City. And what a great great result it was. It was, In fact, it was so fantastic that Bloomberg just simply copied exactly what Giuliani had, de- had done once Giuliani was out of office. And uh, New York remained a great city. And, and as soon uh, but, as but, Bloomberg left, and uh, this current idiot was, came into office and started reversing it, you saw how quickly yeah. it changed. Yeah. Same with L.A., Villa Ragosa generally uh, followed Reardon's lead, and the same things were happening in L.A. But this current idiot reverses what Villa Ragosa have, and you see this just how quickly I know, this destruction happens. I, I, so I understand, I understand but it's not. So I, wait, wait. Your point is so profound when they when they lose connection to the policies that are in general alignment with the way God wants us to have a civilization, you see how quickly it goes off the rails in ways big and small. Well, okay, I appreciate that very much, but it's not quite what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm, I wanted to say that New York, well, it's one thing to, as a microcosm, you can fix the problem that you see. For example, I, I mean, very obviously, if I, if I have a leak in my roof, I'm not going to say the problem is the lack of God, right? I'm, I'm going to the problem is, is to fix the leak in the roof, okay? Right. There's, there's a pipe burst. We've got to replace the pipe. We're done, okay? I'm saying it's not as simple as that. I'm saying we, we, this is not just a question of a, 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 a couple of uh, pipes bursting or uh, mafia, the mafia corrupting our, our nation, uh, and we just simply replace them with good lawmakers or a good police force or whatever. It's not like that. It's something far more sinister. It's far more deep, and that is a culture that is godless, that is the reason why I'm telling you we are not coming back to a civilized world. It's going to get worse. There, there are people today looking for more and more opportunities, not to just get insulted, but to find ways of saying that everything in our culture is uh, a function of racism, a function of white privilege, and, and otherwise. I mean, we, we joked around a couple, of, we, we played a clip from this woman, uh, a teacher, who, who claimed that Band-Aids were racist. Band-Aids, right? I mean, and she got the, t- the traction that she no doubt wanted. And it was played everywhere, and it was on news segments everywhere because of how absurd this was. But she got a discussion going on the issue of Band-Aids. And no doubt she, you know, pats herself on the back to this very day. But when you talk about grammar being racist, you talk about math being racist, uh, let, alone, let, alone, let alone history. Right? I mean, we thought that would be absurd enough that they would start taking down the statues of Washington and Jefferson and Lincoln, no less, which, which indeed is absurd. 
But that was just the beginning, as it turns out. They're looking for everything. I mean, and then you've got, uh, what, what do they call it? Um, ethnic uh, appropriation, right? Cultural. Col sorry, yeah, uh, cultural appropriation. Uh, so, so, you know, you're dancing on eggshells, walking on eggshells, every moment that you, you think. Is breathing racist? I, I don't know. Yeah, is cooking lentils racist? Yeah. Is some guy in India or Ethiopia might do it? Right. You know? what, what if I sing, are, are the Beatles racist? Because they were all white guys together? I, I don't know. And sexist at the same time? Uh, and were they ethnocentrist because they're only speaking in English? And, you know, how come they, they didn't have, uh, you know, all the languages represented somehow? I mean, it, right. it, there's... I want to hold your hand. What about I want to stone you to death for dishonoring the family, okay. right? Okay, so... How absurd do you want to make this? Uh, okay, so everything about this is absurd. I mean, but... The point is that there's someone out there looking for the next frontier because they can't, they cannot abide. That there's, okay, you know what? I'm going to make it much easier for everyone involved. I'm going to phrase it slightly differently. In the future, let's say a year from now, two years from now, and the woke culture gets what they want, whatever that is, for, good for today. We, we, we give them multicolored band-aids, okay? We... We give them a, a police force that is fully uh, supplemented with social workers, okay? And not only that, but there's not a single white person in the police force. They're, they're all black, they're all Latinos, but definitely not white, and, um, and a lot of them are transgender for that matter. In fact, 75% of them are transgender, okay? And uh, not only that, but they... they teach homosexuality in schools and actually encourage homosexuality, yeah, because don't, don't knock it until you try it. I mean, all, all the absurd things that you can possibly imagine that are now being spoken about, thruples and polyamory and everything else. Um, and, it, and, and then, at what point do they say, look around and they nod their heads and say, okay, good enough. This is, we're done. That will never happen. The progressive Monster is a hungry monster. It is voracious. It does not stop eating. And the more it eats, the more hungry it gets to eat more and more. Okay? It can never be satisfied. It is the definition of the progressive that is always looking to complain, to tear things down, that is their mission. You think that, you know, with the word progressive, that somehow it, it means something nice, like who, who's against progress, right? But merely calling it progressive doesn't make it progressive. They are in the business of tearing things down. There is nothing, repeat, nothing, that the progressives have advanced which you can say, uh, you know, as an institution and say, wow, that's, that's really great. The, the equivalent, and, and Dennis Prager brings up, uh, this up all the time, the Rotary Club, uh, the Boy Scouts, um, you know, this or that organization. Uh, the only organizations that they bring up are organizations designed to tear things down. Whether that's the ACLU, uh, PETA, or otherwise. These are organizations that are designed only to complain, not to build up, right? There are no organizations that are designed to build character.
among the progressives. How about that? There are no organizations that are designed to celebrate or to encourage the institutions of liberty and uh, our republic as advanced by the American Constitution. None. Okay. That's That's the monster that we have now and that we are now facing. And we are dealing with the mob. The mob is godless. The only answer to this is a return to God. And, and I, again, as I made it very clear before, I'm not saying you all should believe in God. You may even be an atheist. That's okay. I, I, I mean, it, it's a shame because you believe in a silly ideology. But at the very least, understand that even as an atheist, we need God to advance our civilization. We need him. You don't have to like it. You can say, you know, we need this fiction called God, this fantasy called God. Apparently, that's the only way we can actually have the civilization that we want. I don't believe in this God business, but you know what? It is what it is. Got to do it. You know, in the same way that you tell your kids that, uh, you know, you pretend that there's no such thing as evil. You don't tell them about rape and mass slaughter. and You don't talk to them about Hitler when he's only five years old, right? So, you know, it's, it's a delusion of sorts. But you, you, that's what you do with children, right? And maybe we're all children, and we all need this God fantasy in order to somehow advance as a civilization. That, that's it. You could tell that to yourself. But at least acknowledge that God is central to our civilization. Okay? Am I wrong with this, Ari? No. I mean, you're not at all. Yeah. I mean, the the only caveat to it I see as a possibility is it, because we're people of belief, um, is the idea that there could be a cathartic miracle of some sort, a deliverance of the Ten Commandments, the parting of the Red Sea, the ascension of of Jesus, you know, uh, and resurrection, something like that, something cataclysmic followed by something, you know, parting of the Red Sea level that is so public, so obvious, that it causes so many people to immediately wake up, question the error of their ways, and decide to live their lives differently. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great point. I mean, look, I, I think that, that it, but it shouldn't be that way. At the very least, we need to acknowledge uh, the, the presence of God. So for those of us who do love God and, and have God in our lives, you know, to us, it's obvious that we cannot have a civilization without God, but we all need to wake up. And, and I told you before, I, when I was an atheist for, uh, you know, a good 10 years, every single minute of my atheist years, every single one, I never said, let's get rid of God altogether. What a, what a great world it would be without God. I never said that. Even I, as an atheist, said that uh, I'm an atheist, but thank God, very few other people are. Because I knew. I knew how, what atheism meant. I knew atheism was destructive. Why, why would, why would, we have to have the pretense, I said. And we have to pretend that there's a God. Let those fools believe in God, but by, by golly, if, we, if, if they didn't believe in God, we'd have mayhem and mob rule. But here we are. We have mayhem. We have mob rule. 
It's as simple as that. And it's going to, and that's why I say I, I don't think we'll ever get back. It's just going to get worse. Now, for many of you who listen to this podcast regularly, and I, I so appreciate that, I know that this sounds very pessimistic. It, it is pessimistic, but it's also realistic. Part of the reason why I believe in God is because I I know that without God, we can have no civilization. And we're constantly taking God out of our civilization. Then we're expecting that civilization will continue. It's an absurdity. You're a fool if you believe that. That's why it's so easy for me to make these predictions. Marriage will collapse. Polyamory will be the order of the day. There'll be far greater crime, far greater crime and homelessness. There'll be a complete disrespect of the judiciary. There will be uh, more and more dictatorial rule, uh, rules imposed upon us because people don't, will not uh, celebrate not only God, but they will not celebrate the trappings of God, which include liberty. So people don't want liberty. They prefer security. And if that's the case, you can expect more and more draconian measures imposed upon us. You can also expect more and more silencing of dissenting voices like, like mine, like ours. You can expect all those things. Yeah, a perfect example of this. This is a headline from about uh, 10 minutes ago from Citizens Free Press. Christian preacher arrested in London for reading the Bible in public arrested under a new, uh, essentially, hate crimes law uh, for making anti-homosexual or homophobic comments, vaguely defined by the law as any statements that could hurt anyone else's feelings. Right. Yeah, okay. And I saw something similar, by the way, of um, a German guy in the middle of a, a town square. I don't know which town it was, but it was definitely a town square. And he, he's reading in German, of course, the German translation of the American Constitution, not the Bible, the American Constitution. I thought he was reading the German Constitution. No, the American Constitution. Oh, okay. so he said... No, I actually, yeah. I actually understand a lot of German. He was oh, reading the American I was, Constitution. I was unclear about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, just a side note, the American Constitution doesn't sound as nice in German, but it's pretty cool, that's all the same. Why I <laughs> that's why I didn't understand that part about, you know... Whatever. So, and and if, if you've seen the video, the violence of his arrest by the police was way over the top. Oh, it, it was ridiculous. It was brutal. It, it was, he, he talked, and then all of a sudden, there was a moment of quiet, and then, boom, these two guys just pounce on him. These two police officers, uh, der Polizei, as they say in German, uh, jump on him from behind and just pulverize him. It's, it's just awful. Totally without any provocation on the part of the, of the, of the German guy speaking. Uh, anyway, the point is that it's going to be more and more like Europe, um, you will have to walk on eggshells. All these things that the First Amendment doesn't mean very much to a lot of people anymore. Uh, and this is all part of my book, Atheism Destroys, coming out in a couple of months. Um, it's really, it's, it's so good, Ari, this book. I, I, I hate to say that it's even better than Atheism Kills because that was a pretty damn good book. And, and it was Rise a, of the Sex Machines. Well, I, 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 you got to come closer oh, if you're going to say that. Rise of the Sex Machines, okay. you know. I appreciate that. Book. Thank you very much. But, but the point is that, um, that there's an urgency to this. Atheism Kills spoke a lot about very general concepts 
um, and, and good, and it's important to know atheism kills. You know, I, I went through the, the history of atheistic governments and how they killed and killed and millions and millions and so forth, and then all the rapes and the enslavements, horrific stuff, all due to atheistic governments. And then I also said how it kills purpose and how it kills beauty, things of this nature. Uh, but this book, Atheism Destroys, it talks about how it destroys institutions. And there's now a new urgency because of what we've seen in the past year and a half. So I'm able to talk about how it destroys courage, right? Because of what we've seen in COVID and Black Lives Matter and such like that. Uh, we talk about how it destroys family um, and uh, all the relationships, generally speaking. Um, and, and this is, and then finally, and very importantly, how it kills the notion of liberty and free speech. All of those topics are really urgent topics now. Now, when you read it in the context, you know, 20 years from now and look back on it, it, it won't, it'll seem to fall in line beautifully with Atheism Kills, but for the time being, Atheism Destroys is very much on topic today. So I, I worry about this stuff. I, I worry about it all day long uh, because I know, I feel like I'm a Cassandra, and I've said this before, we're, we're all Cassandras now, most of uh, we conservatives. We see where this is going. We know it. That the left, you know, I have, I have wonderful relatives who, are, uh, who voted for Biden, who voted left, and maybe even be leftists themselves, but somehow think that these, this civilization is somehow going to continue and that this is just window dressing, you know, with the higher taxes here and, and the releasing of prisoners there and, uh, you know, uh, the, the calling a, a man a woman because that man wants to now be called a woman. You know, these, these, to them, it's window dressing. To us, it's the unraveling of society. It's the melting of, of civilization itself. And it's not going to be rebuilt. It, it will not go back to the way it was unless we understand what created civilization in the first place. That's, you know, it's, it's like any diagnosis of anything ever, right? If, if you have cancer, you don't, you're not going to succeed in remedying the cancer if you treat it like a cavity. If you say that the, the diagnosis, oh, well, sir, yeah, yeah, I see all these uh, uh, lumps on your, your chest and such, but I, I uh, hereby diagnose it as a tooth cavity. Right? If you do, it, you're not going to address the issue. Likewise, if you have brain cancer and you say, well, that's just a headache, here's some aspirin, you're going to have a problem. And this is the issue we have. Why is civilization collapsing now? Why are we seeing the things that we're seeing here? And if you don't understand it's because of godlessness, then you'll get more of it. Okay, it's as simple as that. All right. Well, thank you for listening today. This is Brock Lurie signing off, saying God bless, and we'll talk with you next week.